Welcome to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast with your host, Greg Shepard. Greg is a fee-only financial advisor who specializes in helping those in higher education to take control of their retirement. Since 2001, Greg has helped employees all over the country make the most of their retirement plans. Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of Higher Ed Retire Podcast. As always, I am your humble host. My name is Greg Shepard, and for those of you that don't know me, I specialize in helping folks all over the country get the most out of and just plain old simplify those oftentimes confusing higher ed retirement plans. And I tell you what, folks, we're typically talking about TIAA. For those of you that have Fidelity, don't worry. I deal with Fidelity as well, but mostly TIAA. Now, before I get going, I always need to recite this one sentence statement that keeps the attorneys at bay. So that sentence is as follows. Investment advisory services offered by me, Greg Shepard, as an investment advisor rep of SNA Financial Services, which is a registered investment advisor. So I am, I'm located in the Kansas City area in the Midwest, but like I mentioned earlier, with the advancements of technology, I have the ability to help folks just like yourself all over the country. Now, this episode, I'm going to take my time and try not to trip over my words. We're talking about the ever so popular strategy 120-day restoration rule regarding TIAA traditional. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, please educate yourself. Do some due diligence. Contact me. Contact Tia. Do yourself, your future self, a big service and educate yourself regarding the 120-day restoration rule. Quickly, what is it? Uh, Typically, it's going to be for those liquid accounts. What we're trying to accomplish is increasing that rate on TIAA traditional. If you have old contracts, legacy buckets, where in fact you're getting a subpar rate. Uh, Subpar, the definition is pretty objective. I would say in this environment, less than four, you know, around that four-ish. If you're you're getting around five, you know, I think that's pretty pretty okay. All right, nothing great, nothing bad, but 5% is okay. Uh, So we're looking at around that 4% and definitely below 4% where in fact you can, even while in service, remove in specifically after service as well, retired or separated service, remove those monies out of TI traditional, remember in a liquid contract, in my opinion, uh, I'd advocate placing those monies in money market, park it there for 120 days, and as the name implies, day number 121 rolls around, reintroduce those monies back into the same contract, TI traditional liquid, and you'll realize the new rate at to which TI Traditional is affording you at that time. Now, a little tangent on TI Traditional, folks. This is December, late December 2023. We are in an anomaly, an interest rate anomaly, where TI Traditional, if you haven't figured it out yet, is realizing extraordinarily high rates, some of the best rates, the best rates, actually, in my 20-plus year career. Now, with that being said, all good things come to an end, right? And I've been harping on this for uh, well over 12 months, These interest rates are not going to last forever, and we may, uh, in my opinion, be at the peak. We're certainly at the end, closer to the end than we are at the beginning. I think everybody would agree with that. But what I've seen just in the fixed income world in general is that some of these rates for bonds, not TI traditional, but for bonds out there are starting to come down. Okay, I'm seeing the money markets holding steady. Now, there is a correlation to the Fed funds rate. Now, let's keep in mind, on the back end of this, The way or the reason as to why TI Traditional is affording you such an extraordinary high uh, rate 
is that TIAA, the company, is using your money and going out and buying things, interest-producing things, that afford them more interest than what they're paying you. Okay, this is not rocket science. So, when interest rates on things, interest-bearing instruments, start coming down, no longer can TIAA afford to pay you 6-7% on new deposits. So let's keep that in mind. I think we are, this is no grandiose statement, I think we are closer to the end, certainly, than the beginning when it comes to these high rates. So with that being said, if you haven't already at least uh, looked into the exercise of this 120-day restoration rule, you may be coming to, I wouldn't say an end, but we're, you need to start <laughs> looking at it, okay? Um, you don't want this to, to end and not take advantage of these, these rates, okay, for that liquid contract. Again, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, Educate yourself. By all means, contact me. On that note, if I haven't mentioned yet, uh, most folks, most of you out there will contact me via email. Email is greg at shepherdfinancial.com. And that is G-R-E-G at S-H-E-P-A-R-D financial.com. Okay, what we're going to get into is a scenario that I ran into with a particular participant with TIAA. This is nothing new, but I want to, um, I've mentioned this before in the past, just, just in passing in episodes I want to emphasize this as a standalone episode uh, because this is happening quite frequently with the attractive rates that we're seeing with TI Traditional. So let me give you an idea of what I'm talking about rather than me hemming and hawing. With this 120-day restoration rule, typically, logistically, how it's working is that you are going to take monies from that liquid contract, like I said, place it in a money market, and then reintroduce uh, those monies back to TI Traditional. Now, the question I've been getting a lot and uh, some questions that you're posing towards or to TIAA reps is that can you choose these legacy buckets as to which to take those um, old monies out? Okay, now let me explain what I'm talking about. A lot of you out there will already know, but let me, let me just educate those folks out there. All of your TI traditional monies have been deposited into that account. Okay, remember, we're talking liquid contracts here, okay? Uh, have, de have been deposited in those accounts over various times. TIAA switches or changes that, that uh, rate for new deposits every month. Now, I say they change it. They don't have to literally change it up or down. They can keep it the same. But they make a decision as to what that rate's going to be every month. So you can actually go on your website, go into your website, click on that TI traditional, and you can see for yourself your old what they call legacy buckets what those time frames are getting you in terms of interest credits, okay? Um, hopefully that makes sense, but it, it's, it, it's easier to visually see it than me verbally. But you can, uh, this is afforded to you, go into your website and see these old buckets of monies and see what those, those monies are getting in terms of interest, okay? Because it changes over the course of time throughout the years and months, all right? So with that being said, uh, let me give you a scenario here, maybe a couple, two or three, just depending upon if I can remember everything. When you take monies out of that TI traditional for purposes of this restoration rule, you cannot specify as to what buckets of monies you're going to extract for the purpose of this strategy. TIAA will extract those monies pro rata. Now, why is this important? There's several different, um, no, not several, but there's a few different scenarios where you have to keep this in mind. So, um, two off the top of my head, just on either side of the spectrum here, I ran into one participant where uh, she dumped a bunch of money years ago. 
into TI traditional, okay? Like $300,000, $400,000, that bucket of money was getting, I don't remember specifically, but it wasn't great. It was, it was sub four, you know, let's call it 4%. And then she continued her contributions to TI traditional, but she didn't dump a bunch of money in all at once, okay, from that point forward. So most of her accumulations were years ago. So we talked about the 120-day restoration rules. She was all for it. I was all for it. I thought it was a good idea. And so TIAA extracted those monies pro rata. Well, guess what? A bunch of the money, percentage-wise, was in that legacy bucket years ago where she dumped, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into it. So a lot of that money came out, okay, which is good because the newer money was realizing 6% or whatever, you know, 6 and a quarter, whatever it was, at that time, but again, the majority of the money that was extracted was getting four or there uh, or under four percent. So that was that's what we were interested in. Extracted those monies, put it in a money market, getting like five over five percent uh, in the short term, and then we reintroduced those monies on the 121st day, and I think we got like six and a quarter percent. So that strategy was fantastic, fantastic for her. Now, on the other spectrum, the other side of things, if you recently, if you were so attuned to these high rates and you said, hey, I'm going to take money and get, you know, six whatever percent, six and a half, six and three quarters percent, six percent even. Fantastic on the liquid side. And you dumped, again, let's say two, three hundred thousand dollars into TI traditional liquid maybe six months ago, eight months ago or a year ago and got that rate. Okay, let's just call it six percent. And maybe, let's just say hypothetically, the TI traditional for new deposits going in were maybe a quarter quarter of a percent higher than what you did eight, nine months ago when you deposited those, you know, $200,000, $300,000. Well, remember, just because you're wanting to get that six and a quarter percent, TI is going to extract those monies pro rata, and you just dumped a bunch of money into TI traditional to get that 6%. Well, guess what? Just as I described in the previous example... When you tell Tia that you want X dollars out of TI Traditional for purposes of reintroduction, the 120-day restoration rule, well, a lot of that, th- those accumulations that you just put in, you know, eight, nine months ago are going to come out. And you're getting 6%. And then you're going to put that money in the money market, which is 5% plus, 5% plus, and then reintroduce, hopefully, at a higher rate than 6%. You're splitting hairs here. Um, I certainly... I don't think it's worth doing that if that's the case. So a lot of folks out there, not a lot, I shouldn't say that, some of you out there will go through with this exercise thinking that you can, or I don't know the word here, like maybe you just think Tia is going to know that they that you want the old buckets of monies. But I have had people, I've talked to people, where they've dumped money in recently, you know, within the last year, it's December 2023, and then they tried to do this uh, this strategy, and they thought it was like first in, first out. That's an accounting phrase where the first money's in years ago where the first money's coming out. That ain't the case, okay? So it kind of backed up, not kind of, it did back up on them. And it's not, again, not devastating, but um, nonetheless, not really an ideal uh, strategy to implement, given that you're already getting 6% on the majority of the money in that TI traditional. So where it doesn't make sense is that if you've just dumped a bunch of money within the last you know, uh, year, year or so, around there, getting around that 6%. So again, keep in mind, whenever you do the strategy, 
you're going to take that money and put it in money market. You got to look out in the future, 120 days, 121 days to be exact. What is that rate going to be? Now, my my personal guess, I think it'll be around the same as it is now. I don't think it's going to be any higher. If anything, I think it's going to be a little lower. The Feds, again, December 2023, they're going to start, in my opinion, just from all the research I've done and uh, the information you know at my fingertips afforded to me, we're looking at uh, March-ish, spring, summer of 2024 as to when it's projected that the Fed's going to cut those rates, which correlates not one-to-one, but does correlate with that TI traditional. Because like I mentioned earlier, TIAA has got to go out and get interest-bearing investments that's doing better than what they're giving you on that TI traditional. So if you know the general interest-bearing world out there from these bond instruments and other instruments they use as well start lowering, well, guess what? That's going to correlate to you the participant on what you can get on new deposits to that TI traditional. Where this 120-day restoration rule really works, top of my head, you know, two scenarios. When you dumped a bunch of money years ago, okay, in the TI traditional liquid, getting 4% or, or lower than that, specifically lower than that, of course. Or you've never really dumped money in, okay? You just went, you, you've been working for your higher ed institution for 30, 40 years and continuously on a monthly basis or whenever you get paid, you are putting in X dollars to TI Traditional uh, constantly over the last 30 years because a lot of those monies prior to you know 18 months ago are getting subpar rates, most likely, okay, just from my experience. So it might be advantageous to do that now, okay? Don't drag your feet on this, folks, because if you keep waiting, that rate uh, for TI Traditional new monies going in is going to drop, okay? Not everything lasts forever. So I hope this makes sense. Um, I've done my best to verbally tell you again. It's a lot easier to show, you know, visually how this stuff works. That's, you know, I, I tend to work better that way. Um, anyways, as you can probably tell by me just stumbling over my words here verbally trying to explain things. Hey, folks, I hope you got a little bit out of this uh, podcast episode. If you need help, by all means, you know, contact Tia. They're good folks over there. They'll give you information. And on that note, let's remember, you need to ask them specific questions in order to get answers, okay? A lot of you may have run into this. They're not going to openly give you strategies or, or things that I'm talking about here. You have to ask, and you have to know the questions to ask. Hey, one more thing. I know some of you may have tuned out already. Before I forget, when you're doing, um, I ran across another situation where a, a, an individual trying, okay, let me back up a little bit, catch my breath, and preface this. So this individual is trying to do a 120-day restoration rule, okay? And what he did is he took monies out all in the same day. That was the problem. So he did all this in the same day. Took monies out of TI Traditional, but tried to move money, same contract, from equities over to TI Traditional in the same day, okay, to try to realize that new rate on the equity stuff that he's transferring over there. And it kicked everything down to money market, okay? It wouldn't allow them to do that, which makes sense because, keep in mind, absent of stocks and ETFs, uh, mutual funds, <clears throat> and, every, and just about anything I can think of, absent of stocks and ETFs, they're going to transact once a day. So it doesn't matter if you initiate that transaction at, at 8.30 in the morning central when the market opens or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It, it doesn't matter if you're dealing with mutual funds or non-stock or, um, or ETFs. Those transactions take place once a day. So again, this individual tried to 
uh, take money out of TI Traditional, place it in money market, and at the same and the same day, place those monies from stock CREF over to TI Traditional, and then trying to take those monies from TI Traditional, place it in money market, and wait 121 days. But it didn't work, okay? Because it was all done in one day. Moral of the story here is do it in separate days. Now. I'm opening up a can of worms a little bit here. I don't want to go too far off a on a tangent here, uh, but just keep in mind, if you're trying to do something a little more complex in terms of strategies with Tia, maybe call them and you know reach out to me if you'd like as well and tell them what you're trying to do and kind of coordinate with them or just do it all you know over a, a couple business days, okay? Uh, that makes things a lot easier, all right, folks? That's all I got today. Um, again, if you have questions, by all means, contact me or Tia directly. Greg Shepard here, Higher Ed Retire, telling you all to take control of your retirement today. Take care, folks. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast. Just because this episode is over doesn't mean you can't continue your retirement journey. Please visit www.higheredretire.com to see how you can work with Greg or to simply ask him a question. Thanks again. S&A Financial Services is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.